0: From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, it's AfterBuzz TV's Californication After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 17, and now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Californication After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Biggest for doing, we're here doing
1: Californication, episode 10. We're nearing the finale. Nearing. That's very sad, but also joyous. Tonight's episode, Blind Faith. <laughs> What? Nothing. I am Phil Svitek, so joined alongside with a full panel. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Next to me is Roxy Stryer. Hello! And of course, across from me, the bald, Stephen Lemieux! Hello, how's it going, guys? Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and of course, um, Chrisley yeah. Kennedy. How the are guys. you?
2: Hello.
1: Alright, what a very good episode. Um, very very specific episode you know not, not a lot happened but I thought it was beautiful but let's start with this let's start with Becca that's where we opened up um what are your thoughts on Becca going
2: abroad
3: a- just what she needs I absolutely support it and I'm glad we come to the conclusion that and she why go. does she need it because she's got to get the hell out of there I mean I don't think abroad necessarily has to mean Europe but it, need- it needs to be out of her home
2: I think it's stupid I think she needs to get out of there and travel, but I don't think, I think, like, the whole essence of her trip is kind of really, like, because she, yeah, she wants to be a writer and everything, but just like Hank says, like, the writers don't become writers by traveling and looking up other places other writers have been. They go traveling and have life experiences and things like that. Just going traveling for the sake of going to where other writers have been is kind of, like, really? Like, I don't know. Chrisley?
4: I think it's great. I think that she is just trying to live her life outside of her family, which is what she's always done. And I think this is something that's going to kind of get her out of her comfort zone.
1: Okay. Here's what I disagree with. I don't think you need to go abroad. I think going abroad is just running away from your problems, which is is the, the thing that Hank's always done. You know, he's never ran away, but he's always run away from his problems.
3: Or is it running towards a solution?
4: Yeah, I, I don't agree that it's always running away from your problems, but knowing that maybe you need something else or you need to find who you are without your family as support is it can be really a growing experience as opposed to running away from something.
2: No, of course Amen. I just don't think I don't think her reason behind it or as what she says her reason behind it is sound, but I think she needs to get the hell out of LA. I mean just of course. Everyone who's from other places, like you leave you gotta leave the comfort of your parents taking care of you all the time, eventually. But how old is Becca now? She's only like 16, 17. No,
3: no. no, no she's, she's graduated in high school. Yeah. Yeah, she's in she's, I think she's 20. She's 20 now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 19, she might
4: even be tw- legally drinking 20?
3: age. Yeah, yeah, she's older. Oh, wow. Well, here's
1: the thing. I mean, you know, to to your point, like the fact that she, her parents can't be taken care of her, she's taken care of her parents in the past, six seasons.
3: Right, and all I just, the reason why she wants to get the hell out. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want her to have that burden anymore. I think right. she needs to do her and even if that was back in New York or if it was in Ohio, I don't care. Wherever she feels the need to go, I think that's where she should be. And I think inspiration is where you're looking for it kind of, you know? Like if she thinks she's going to find inspiration, then just by going to where she thinks she's going to find it, she's going to feel inspired. Well, even if it you think it's for a BS reason,
2: well, yeah, but what she's, like, even asking about the trip, like, she she maybe have been taking care of her parents for the past six seasons, but she still is asking their approval, and she's also still doing things to gauge reactions from them. I mean, she's still doing attention-seeking things to a point. I think she needs to get her independence by getting the hell out of there, getting somewhere where she can become herself and make decisions not based on what she thinks Hank's going to think of her and what she thinks Karen's going to think of her, just like... Because that's been her whole life so far. When they're ignoring her, they're paying too much attention to her. She just needs to be completely on her own to discover who the hell she actually is.
3: Well, I think she's more asking for their financial approval. But I I do get what you're saying.
2: That's a
1: good point, Roxy.
4: And I think it's just the conversation, like, hey, Mom and Dad, this is what I'm doing next. I don't think if they actually told her not to go that she would not go. I think she would still go. And I don't think that she has lived her life um, looking for their approval necessarily or like trying to get things from them i think that she's now trying to like this season we've really seen her want to do it on her own and and writing i don't think necessarily is looking just for her dad to say it's okay i think that's just something that she thinks she's passionate about right now
1: let's start with karen why do you think she uh thinks it's okay off the bat
2: Getting out of L.A. I think Karen thinks L.A. is poison. That's why she's left so many times. That's why she still wants to leave. I'm sure. But and Hank would say, "Go to New." You know, Hank will
1: be the first one to admit L.A. Golden sucks. Year. Yeah,
4: he said it tonight. I I think that Karen would kind of go with anything that Becca wants. I mean, Becca has been a pretty good kid. She hasn't caused too many problems. She hasn't done anything too outlandish. She's been a good kid, and I think that. Karen's just trying to be supportive of her and try
3: to do it right by her as a mom. Yeah, Karen's method of parenting throughout the years seems to be say yes unless you have a really good freaking reason to yeah. say no. Um, so I'm just following that, I think she doesn't hear abroad and thinks sex, drugs, I'll, I don't know. She hears abroad and thinks experience something my daughter wants. She says
2: yeah. so she's down. Is,
1: is Hank's reason, and uh, I'll explain my thoughts on this but. Hank's saying no, do you think it's because he's seeing what Faith is and you know, she's traveled and things like that and he doesn't want that for her Hank and di- being a groupie. Hank
2: didn't know that first though. Uh, we only find out about... We don't find yeah, out... Yeah,
4: but no, 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 not, no. not that part. Not Just that part? Just the part of her... I mean, all we know of Faith up to this point in this conversation is that she sleeps with roadies. Okay. That's what she does. And you know she's what I mean? traveled. Right.
3: No, I don't think that's it at all. I think that in Hank's mind, it's his little girl still. He doesn't feel comfortable with her going abroad. Um, He likes to be able to keep an eye on her. She, especially with her recent activities, she's kind of been uh, loose cannon, so... I and Hank style hood is say no until you think of a really good reason to say yes.
2: Plus, Hank is with the woman who was taken and taken. I mean, going abroad doesn't. Yeah, which is a very valid
4: point. <laughs> totally, just watched that today. Um, but I think it. Hank says no for completely selfish reasons. I think it's all about Hank.
2: Okay. Well, he does want her to go back to school again too. I don't think. I still think he's not really with her being a writer because. because well,
3: he sees what the lifestyle is firsthand, and it's. It's a bear yeah, well, for him. I mean,
2: yeah. she, she showed him his book, or her book, sorry, and he didn't like it, and he told her, okay, put it away, start a new one. I mean, she hasn't really come back with like, hey, I'm writing something new, I'm doing this new. She's like, I'm going to go on the trip to learn how to re- to write. She's not like, I'm going to, like he says about it, he's like, come up with something, have some good success so you know you kind of want to be a writer, so you know this is what you want to do and you can do it, and then go on the trip. Because then the trip will actually help you, because you'll have your writing kind of down to what you want it to be. Then you'll know how to write about the trip in a way that's going to track well with anyone who reads it. Right now, she just kind of was like, "Oh, writing a book didn't work. I'm going to go on a trip. Maybe that'll make me a better writer."
1: Here's what I like about Hank is that he's self-aware enough, and I don't, you know, he. I think he's consciously kind of thinking it, but. I don't know to what level, but he is, again, at the end of the day, he's a very smart man. And um, his point about, you know, you got to sit your ass down in a chair and just write. And procrastination of any sort, right, traveling or anything else, is a form of procrastination as a writer. The only Uh, thing that's going to make you a good writer is sit down and write.
3: I don't completely agree with that. I think that... You, in order to be a writer, be an actress, be an artist of any sort, you need to have experienced life. If you don't have certain experiences, there's nothing to talk about, to emote, to write. But then um, I, but, I, I but, don't, and I definitely don't think Becca's doing this to procrastinate. I think she's doing this because, and that, and you're saying things you love about Hank. What I love about Becca is that she didn't hear the criticism and was like, you know what, I'm a crappy writer, and I'm just going to throw that dream away and pick up a new dream. She really wants to make this work. And And she honestly believes that traveling is something that is the next stepping stone to helping her make this work. Whether we agree with that decision or not, I mean, that's debatable. But if that's what she believes in her heart of hearts, I don't think she's trying to procrastinate. I think she's trying to become better and and do better.
2: But to argue that point, like even with acting, you're not going to have barely any training in acting and decide that going on a six-month trip is going to make you a better actor. Oh, You're, some people do. I mean, they do, but... <laughs> I mean, they're amazing actors, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, some people do. But I mean, like, yeah, if you go a six-month trip to L.A. and start learning acting, but if if, if if you have the grounding, she doesn't have the grounding is what I'm saying. It's like an actor who wants to go on a six-month trip to explore the the levels of their emotions to explore how they can be perceived and perceive themselves as an actor, if they don't have the foundation first and they don't actually know how to do it well already, it's just going to delay it. It's not going to better them at all because they won't even know how to use it. I think that trip
4: is so much less about her actually writing than it is about her just finding herself without her family. I think that she went to her parents with that because, one, she knew her mom would be supportive and talk her dad into it because if she was just like, I'm going to go on a trip for a couple months and just figure my life out, they wouldn't be as supportive. But because she's giving them this excuse, I think it's just her way of getting outside that comfort zone of knowing that if she stays in L.A. and this is the path that she continues to take, her father's going to be on her like a hawk and going to try to talk her out of it and her mom it's going to cause tension so I think it's I think it's 100% just about her just learning
3: who she is well to piggyback off of that it like what you're saying but in different words until you're okay as a person you can't really be okay with what you're doing so she needs to be herself and feel comfortable with herself before she feels confident in what she is and her abilities as an artist a writer Mm -hmm. etc
1: so how about this um We'll we'll talk about why Hank kind of, uh, you know, I want to kind of go on the journey with Faith and then we'll kind of round it off because obviously we end the episode there with Mm -hmm. him allowing her to go. Let's do it. Um, But, you know, as we kind of dissect this journey, if you will, let us know your guys' thoughts on iTunes. Um, I made a comment earlier on a different show. as a joke. But Roxy being out of college... (laughs) So Means, you have to do it
4: to her again.
1: Yes, I do. Because you know what? So I feel like, you know, this show's about writing, so it's a little more appropriate. Roxy, you know, she just she just finished college. And we all know people out of college. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. You know, uh, they stop kind of reading after college. And so the only way Roxy
2: ain't so smart. You college girls think you're so <laughs> intelligent. The
1: only way Roxy's reading anything is if their comments on iTunes.
3: It's true. So
2: you better write a lot. That
3: <laughs> it's true. It's
2: true. You know me. Let's help keep Roxy literate.
3: The point of that is we no matter what, if you agree with us, disagree with us, we love to hear it, whether it's on YouTube, especially on iTunes, give us that five star rating or whatever you think we deserve and talk to us so that we can talk about what you guys are thinking out there when we are in here.
1: That's right. All right, so Faith. Let's let's talk about faith because have you, a little faith. Here's here's what I liked about tonight's episode. I really like, um, and I think, Chrisley, you made this point. I, I want to hear more of you from you. Um, the fact that we really centered around faith and mm-hmm. got to know her, mm-hmm. and you know, rarely do we kind of go to that depth to understand her character. I mean, Hank, obviously, but you know, not necessarily the other ones. We kind of just got get to observe their life and make that observation. But in tonight's episode, we went and found faith.
4: We sure did. We sure. You know, it's so funny. As I've seen the progression of Faith and Hank throughout the season, I kept saying, oh, my God, Faith's Karen when she was younger. She's supportive. She's the muse. She's this. She's that. And then tonight when we got the backstory and the history and the family, I was like, oh, my God, she's Hank. Like she's not Karen at all. She's a female version of Hank. Can you put your finger on exactly why you think that? Well, it came to me at the point, and I know that we're going to dissect all the conversations and things that happened, but during one of the conversations between Hank and Faith's father, he says, you know, you should be really proud of her because she's a really good kid. And while, yes, she has a great heart, if any of us saw a girl like that or a guy like that in real life, we would look at them and be like, oh, my God, she's a floozy. Yeah. Yeah. But because Hank does and lives the exact same way she does, he thinks that she's a great person. And don't get me wrong, I love me some Hank movie. I don't want to see him grow up. I want Moody to stay exactly the way he is because the show would be so boring if it wasn't. But at the end
3: of the day, that's how he lives his life as well. But Hank does have that rock in Karen and it doesn't seem that Faith does. And don't you think that's a huge difference?
4: I think that's just because she's young and hasn't found that rock yet. Oh, I she- think uh, because the progression of him and her is the same. The, it, although Faith seems to util- use people a little bit more, could that rock? Than Hank in does. fact, be Hank? She's trying to make it.
1: I think. Steven? I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look like you had enough. <laughs> I, I had I had something <laughs> and I lost it. <laughs> All right. Um. I mean, what? What do you want me to say? Like nothing? Here, here's where I'll, I'll give. I'll, you know, you need to read the iTunes
3: comments. Pick up a book. <laughs> pick up an iTunes account
1: and read some comments.
3: I don't even know where I was going with that. I don't that. either. No, but okay. So we're we're talking about. You think that uh, I still think that they're very similar mm-hmm. in terms of what Faith and Karen represent in Hank's life, although Karen is more stable. And as I'm saying, more rock-like, and Faith is more what we would describe in society as a floozy. But, but like it, it, you're saying, maybe she just hasn't found that rock yet. Maybe in fact, that's not what the direction she's going in. Maybe she just hasn't developed into the mature Karen yet.
1: Here's here's my perspective. I think just I think with Karen, right, you, you develop certain relationships with people. With Karen, he he can be childlike, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas with Faith, the fact that he He said you should go home, you know. um, That alone shows he's on a higher level than her, and he's suggesting things, you know, that are good for her that she might not otherwise consider. And and that's what Karen does for Hank, and so the dichotomy is different in that relationship.
4: He's being, like, almost like a father figure to her while he's making her. With the benefits? It's really awkward. Like, it's becoming an awkward
3: relationship for me now. It's funny because he ends up through... Um, Faith's father giving him advice or giving advice about the daughter. It's advice really about Becca, but through Hank talking, it's giving advice about Faith. they yeah. kind of just like that cross mesh there. But Does as that you, made any sense. But as you see the relationship between
4: the mother, who's obviously beyond a devout Christian, like she takes that to a whole nother level, and the dad, who's really pretty even keeled and kind of normal, like from the conversations except about- he's an alcoholic and watches a lot of porn, but. Would, well, man doesn't. But, Soft core. But also, in the situ- it, it shows that in the situation that both of them have, faith and the father, it's the only way they knew what to do. Like, they didn't have that thing in their head that said, okay, this may not be the right choice, but it's the choices that they made because of what they were given. Because the household was so strict. Because everything was about God. Everything was about, you know what I mean? Like, this religious aspect was taken to such a different level than it is... In most places.
3: Yeah, I mean, in life, sometimes you do what you can, period. So yeah. I, I absolutely get what you're saying. Can I ask a question about the mother to you guys? Sure. What, what's going on with her? She, is she sick? Is that why? I mean, because Faith asks her, she says, is something wrong with Dad? And the mom's like, no, no, other than the fact that he's alcoholic. She's like, is something going on with you? And she clearly says, oh, what a beautiful necklace, and yeah, doesn't answer the question. The so we're, we're assuming she's sick?
2: I'm mm. assuming we'll find out in the finale. I think I think we're going to—I mean, that, I'll save that predi- for predictions, I guess. Or I can just say it now because it's relevant. I think in the finale we'll find out what's going on with her mother. And I think Hank's going to have to make a choice whether to go after Faith or go after Karen in some situation that her mother's sickness has to do with driving them apart.
3: Interesting.
4: The conversation in the liquor store between the girl that Faith went to high school with and Faith was just like— I felt so bad for her at that moment because up until that point she's been this strong person I like, like like the movie Almost Famous. She was that free bird. She didn't care. She knew what she was. She, she was, was Penny Lane. She was totally Penny Lane. And she was doing all these things and completely confident in herself. And then all of a sudden, you saw that expression change. Like you saw it in her eyes when that girl, I mean, she called her a slut 18 different ways. and And, and constantly, and when she said, you know, she was the bookworm, she was the quiet girl. And then all of a sudden, she was sleeping with everyone. And it just, you actually saw her hurt at that moment.
3: That scene, I just can't. Like, that is why the show is so incredible. Mm -hmm. Things like that actually happen. Yeah. If you ever bumped it, like, you literally hide in the aisles of the store because you see somebody and you're like, if I run into that person, I'm going to have the worst conversation. It's going to ruin my day. Like, things like that happen, and some people are just so freaking oblivious. And then the fact that the husband and sleeping with him and that, he was just so nasty. And it was, I mean, like, it's, it's more to the of, show, because that was amazing.
2: It's more of a small-town attitude, too. It's like, mm-hmm. they, they can say whatever they want about her, but her life is actually pretty good comparative to what other people could have been if they went off on a tour bus and became a groupie or whatever. I mean, she she's literally, like, a top-tier groupie. Like, she's with millionaires. She's, like, house-sitting for millionaires and stuff. I mean, there's a top-tier to groupies. But, like, I mean... She's a moocher. Yeah. She's
4: a professional moocher. She's that, a that's prof- what she is. She...
1: Well, she, she's a she's a mu- she's a higher grade. She's a muse, right? Then there's moochers. Then there's... but
3: I don't know about amazing. you guys. I don't know about you guys. But had you ever stopped and asked yourself, "Huh, how does this girl make money?" Because before this night's episode, I hadn't thought like, "Where does she live? How does she survive?" Well, because we don't think that when we watch shows, exactly. Like this. And now when it comes up tonight, I'm like.
2: I think, how uh, do they stay yeah. in such good shape? I'm like, when do they go to the gym if they're all just partying all the time? That's what I think. Because
4: they do drugs all day and sleep. That's but, all they do. So, yep. of course, they're thin. Like, she doesn't have to work. She doesn't have to do anything. All she does is do drugs and have sex with people for, for housing, for food. Like Although, well, I do that's hear
2: that cum is very caloric. Well, to, to finish my point and <laughs> to go off that, does she swallows wow. Wow. Thank you. Wow. I mean, there <laughs> my wisdom in there. there. There are tons of people who are in LA and aren't even don't even have to try. They they get offered these things. I know people who have millionaires come up to them like come stay at my house for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's like beautiful women can I mean
4: Right, for sex, you can get whatever you want in this town.
2: But she doesn't even have I sex can't. with that many she people. D- Why well, am I not getting these offers? Wait, anyway,
4: who doesn't have sex with that many people? Faith,
2: she's selective. Wait, I mean, wait, she who? did before, but she's selective. She won't have sex with Atticus. She was having I, sex with a guitar player for a long t- long period of time.
4: Because she's a tease. She knows how to use her body for what, to get what she wants. Exactly. What can Atticus give her? She's nothing, nothing exactly, right? so go. she's not sleeping with him. No. Okay, but she'll sleep with Hank. She'll sleep with. I mean, she has her share of getting around. Even the the tour manager has talked about how many people she slept with. So, but she definitely sleeps around.
2: Back to what I was saying about the small town attitude. Like, I think we've all had it. Like everyone who's everyone who's like packed up and moved somewhere on like the spur. Like people who pack up, move to L A. to be the actor or whatever. People kind of look down on it. And even if you, even if you in your life or career. Are further ahead of them where they are. They're still when you see them, they're still in the mindset that absolutely uh, they're still in the mindset that they're ahead of you because they stayed where they were and they did the normal route. They did the college route. They're married, like this woman. She has the three kids. She's like you know, she's nobody because I have I I did the real thing. I I stayed. I have a family. What she got? She's got nothing. They still come from a higher than thou stance. Even though you're the one who took the gamble with life and actually, no matter what you do, they'll still think they're higher than you.
4: I actually saw that conversation as the complete opposite. And as the, the girl that was pregnant with the husband was looking at Faith and saying, oh, my God, you, you did it. You got out of here. You did all these things. And the reason why she was being so disrespectful and shooting her down was because she was a little envious.
2: Oh, well, they are. Of course they're envious. But that's why they do it.
3: I think a lot of general statements are being thrown out there right now, and I, I think that it can go both ways. But it, it's the important thing is it's not a comparison, you know. It's not I did the be It should never be I did the better thing, so I went off to become. I moved. I picked up. I took the risk, and I became the actor, groupie, whatever. That well, she's here's, here,
1: here's why I disagree that is a comparison because, and uh, you know. I, I, you know, it's, you guys have interesting points. It becomes a full comparison of, you know, whose life is better in the dinner scene. Yeah. Yeah. To when eventually it gets to talking about filthy cocks. <laughs> that was... Can we have one dinner without penises, Phil? Uh, Can't we just
3: talk about the weather?
1: Fucking weather? No. Uh, Phil. See? Guess what? I can use it, because I use it sparingly, and I use it at the right moments to illustrate a point. You soiled (laughs) it. Congratulations. Soiled it, this shit. All right. This conversation, I mean, the way it went, I I thought it was an amazing tit-for-tat from from the mother and the daughter. And Hank, uh, I loved his reactions of trying to stay out of this, and, and the
2: father... I'm trying to appease this whole situation. Yeah. This is literally a conversation or not really the same conversation, but yeah. the whole attitude of the mother towards whatever, it's like the exact same atmosphere as when me and my brothers are with my grandparents cuz they're so like they're so old-minded and like they look down on tattoos as if we're going to go to hell. But
3: is it old-minded to not want your daughter to be having sex with a bunch of rock stars? Right. I, agree. I so The thing is, we love faith, so we're like, yeah, what's wrong with her mom? What is she thinking? Well, when you actually step back, like, mm, would I be so happy as a parent? Probably not. doesn't no, matter I mean, if you're
2: happy or not, but it's messed up. Like, it's your kid. She's going to be so – she's going to spout so much religion, then she's going to, like –
1: That's why she is upset is because of the fact that, yes, it is her daughter, and this is – Right. She doesn't approve of this for her daughter.
4: I may not agree with that. That. The whole you should have been a nun You should live your life this way I, I may not agree with that But I agree with the mother in the same sense That she should probably try to come home more often And her mom shouldn't call her a slut Which yeah. she kind of is could, But could her I, mom could, shouldn't say it that way
1: Can I, I, I borrow a Mad Men quote?
4: Sure, I don't watch it so Steal It's it.
1: alright right. um, So in Mad Men, a mo- mother says to the daughter the same thing You don't come home enough, right? Yeah. Yes, the Mad Men theme song And Peggy says, Mom, I'm home right now yeah. negates any yeah, it's,
3: it's a, yeah, the, it, the problem is you you can't pick on when do you pick on somebody if they're never home for not being home the only time you can pick on them is the one time they're home so which is everything. when they're doing what you want them to be doing. And everything's so going to come up. That's right. why the conversation
4: happens every time she comes home, because she doesn't come home so often, so every time she comes home she hears it. But at the same token, hopefully, eventually... But it's
1: cyclical. I mean, you know, the reason why she doesn't come home is because of that fact. I mean, and and you know, then what's nice she is... she
4: should stop opening her legs for men on tours. And then she won't be called nasty Hallelujah. Names. I mean, I love Faith. Don't get Praise me Praise the Lord, Chrisley! Her character's amazing, and I love watching her character, but at the same token, like, you can't get Get mad at somebody for calling you something that you kind of are.
3: Well, I don't know, actually. Like, I don't particularly have a problem with the way that Faith lives her life as not her mother. Um, you know, I think some people, like, what she's doing in her eyes is important work. And if it's fulfilling... <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it sounds ridiculous, but if she feels fulfilled, like, if she feels like she's doing something good with her life... And let her live that life, but she and doesn't. The,
1: well, here's the thing. Well, that's what do you mean what, she, that's doesn't? she I I, doesn't? That's why that's, I. That's why I it.
3: That's why the whole.
4: That's what the whole episode showed me was that she doesn't. She's not super happy with her life because if she was, then she wouldn't still be looking for that bigger thing in her life. She wouldn't be looking for. She's not happy. So if what she, is she
1: looking for? I don't and think we'll, she
4: knows, and I think that's why she's doing what she's doing because she's trying to find herself apparently through writing other people. <sighs>
1: I mean, you know, ultimately, for, it's, a, it's a choice, and I think, you know, you make a good point, Chrisley. But I think ultimately, in terms of the mother, the mother doesn't necessarily have to know whether she's happy or not. She just has to know that she made a choice, and it's not the choice that the mother right. wants. But it's a choice.
4: But she's not. Faith is not happy with herself. I mean, you can see it every time she talks. So, I, I think, agree. I think her insecurities just are huge, and that's what we see. That's where the sex comes in. That's where the 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 wearing barely any clothes comes in. I think that's where all of that comes in is her insecurities.
1: So the more of a facade of being in control she puts on, the less she actually is. Yes. Let's talk about the you know uh, her subconscious of the dream. With Atticus.
4: So awkward.
1: You know, what does that reveal to us? Uh, she
4: thinks Atticus is Jesus?
1: I hope not.
4: <laughs> it was so weird.
1: Does I- that mean, like, what if, if Atticus is Jesus, what does that mean about Jesus? Jesus is on drugs, Jesus is out of his mind. It's like a hot what
3: mess. The- I, I didn't know what to make of this, and sometimes California Californication will throw in something here that I, I think that I will chalk up to more than it actually is Like I think I'm putting too much thought into it I think it is what it was, I think it was a dream I think we all have weird sex dreams sometimes about weird things, it just happens Um, do I think that she really wants Atticus? No do I think she thinks Atticus is Jesus? No I
2: think think she had a
3: weird sex dream
2: it was a rationalization or it was a visual rationalization of how she rationalizes, using that word way too much um, like her relationship with God because because she's, like, her mother's throwing it at her so much. I mean, look at her. She's dressed in a slutty school uniform, basically. And she's finally, she's breaking down because you understand that she's kind of, like, coming to the end of her rope with this lifestyle. She's, like, kind of like what you said. She's slightly depressed. She's insecure. And she finally gets to that point where she is, like, praying again. Like, I need to pray. I need, what am I supposed to do? And then it comes to her her visualization of visualization of God that she uses to deal with her life in that God always loves you no matter what you are. So it's like a, it's like a battle between her life as God would really see it or how she visualizes God would see it because God loves everybody. And she rationalizes herself going on these things because God will always love you.
4: I think it was a, a an interesting kind of mirror that her mom really wants her to put God and Jesus on this pedestal and her life. And she, the only thing that she ever puts on a pedestal in her life are these rock stars. So I thought it was kind of like a weird mirror of... she want interesting. her to... She, her mom wants her to be this way. Like, she's going to do the right thing. I said I was going to pack get a pack of cigarettes and I never came back. And I'm sorry that I've lived my life this way. And... She, it's it's supposed to be this God, this Jesus that her family has been dig, digging into her. And now it's the rock star because that's what she's gone to instead of her faith.
3: But Did you like write this we're... episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <it's>, bo- both <laughs> I mean, those are very valid points.
1: I mean, here's the thing. I think, you know, um, as a child, she submitted herself to being this good girl, right? Bookworm. But she no, was I – mean, as you as – well, also a nun and a bookworm, right? But as you brought up, you know, um, I don't think she, I don't think she was happy with that, and no. she's certainly not happy with this. And so, mm-hmm. you know what? As, as we're talking about this, I think for me, it's she's got to find a balance, and whatever that balance may be, will she ultimately find it? I don't know.
3: She's got to find her rock,
4: yeah. I agree. She's, and she said it. She's looking for something bigger. She's looking for that thing and she hasn't found it yet. So she's just kind of making her way through and she's using what she knows she has to be able to get through. And unfortunately, a lot of girls do, you know, it's their looks and their bodies. And
1: So to bring it back to Becca, um, I think for me, Hank ultimately decides that she's that uh, Becca's got to go on this journey because seeing this, the parents were not supportive and they were split on the issue. Right. The father one went one thing, the mother the other. And so, you know what? Had they just at least been supportive of her, maybe she would have found her answer. Well, the quote quicker. that
3: Faith's dad said is people do strange things when they're judged all of the time instead of just being loved. Yep. And that's that's that. Like exactly what Hank needs to hear and completely um, justifies his decision to let Becca go she just needs to be loved instead of needing to be judged all the time. Right. Because
4: he talked about, before he said that, that that it was such a strict household and that she had so many things to live up to that she had to feel like she was in a cage. And so I think it's, it's exactly that. Like, Hank finally realized that, one, him and Karen have to be together on this, and two, he wants to shelter becca so much and now he sees this girl faith who yeah of course he sleeps with and has fun with but he doesn't want his daughter to turn into that so he's not going to shelter becca the way that he has hopefully
3: yeah it was so beautifully and perfectly worded and yeah. that like i think it said everything about the episode
2: yeah
1: steven any thoughts on why hank or any additions
2: I mean, I'm, I, I'm, being, I'm seeing silent here, Phil, because like they're saying everything that I was gonna well, say. Well, so. you know what,
1: Stephen? I, don't, I don't want just because you don't have hair doesn't mean you don't have a voice, and I want
2: to make sure you got in there. Stephen, you have orange lavender <laughs> in the boot.
4: I have great. some radio
2: silence for you. <laughs> All right. Well,
4: can I just say that whoever does the music for Californication is brilliant. It's every so episode. good. Like every episode
3: a song comes on and I'm like oh my god this
4: is so perfect man, for this moment. I got to so get good. out of
3: this town. Yeah, it's so good. Mm. So good. Although man. I was thinking that you two still haven't found what I'm looking for was going to play.
2: Yeah, And where was that? Yeah. Cuz tonight play. was the night. Was yeah. nothing else matters this episode or no, last, last last episode. that was last episode. Okay.
1: All right, well speaking of that, uh, nothing else matters but our predictions.
2: we right on we point Martin.
3: You're after buzz.
1: Predictions. All right, next episode is gonna be cray cray. That's street lingo for crazy.
2: <laughs> I saw and well, laughed on that one. I saw the previews and I saw that that bitch is back. Yeah, uh, or, or, and she's tasing oh Marcy. And Runkle.
4: And Runkle. We said Fatal Attraction. She was gonna get boil bunnies and get weird, and she clearly is taking it a step too far.
1: I mean, I, I, I would assume that Stu still has his cock ring. Cock cage? cage Cock cage Yes
3: cage. Get it right Cage not a ring
1: uh, a Ring It just seems more present
3: to me would be, So
2: Freudian slip Yeah
3: that would be fine The cage
2: There's ring fights And there's cage fights I don't know I'm stopping um,
3: Anyway We also find out that Atticus
2: quits That gonna,
3: won't last long Yeah though.
2: but I mean He's so he's, childlike It's like yeah. I quit yeah. Oh, I wanna play again. Like I mean, come on. Oh, well okay. here's the
1: thing, I think uh what's gonna be fun is I know for a fact we're gonna ha- uh we're gonna go back to rehab. And you guys will have fun, a oh lot my of fun God. with we, that. I
4: it's so funny. I I loved that com- that whole conversation at the dinner table about where they met. It was kind of like a church. They met over the Old Testament because they smoked weed. And right. The page. Like, and that and conversation they inhaled was
2: hysterical. the Bible. Yeah. Like, that
4: conversation, that back and forth was kind of brilliant.
2: They talk a lot Such great about
1: writers. God. Is that a prediction?
4: What? No, <laughs> wait. What was the prediction? No, no. no just, we're as, just getting predictions right now, and you were making. A comment I know. On the- I could because you brought it up, and I couldn't. I couldn't let it go. I loved that part. Um, I, my prediction is that um, it is going to come to a choice between Karen and Faith at the end, and of course, it's going to be Karen.
1: And uh, I, it, we see Becca kind of leaving. Mm-hmm. So you know we, we're going to get that good news.
3: Yeah, they're definitely setting it up so Becca can go abroad over the summer, so that she never has to take a vacation from the show. Um, but. I don't actually know because is he gonna go with Karen? Do we know if Faith is on next season at all? Have we heard anything about that? Because like you're saying, if her mom is sick and whatnot, I don't know. That's and assuming
1: he, the mom I, is sick. I don't know. I think. I don't know, I, I I don't know that I'll, she is either. You're putting a lot of stock into that. I am. I, if, I am you, putting, uh, if
2: you are and you're right, we're, we're not. I will. This bow is actually. Down. I'm we, not
3: saying she's sick, but I think something's up.
2: Yeah, we don't have to assume she's sick to decide that, to make a prediction about there being a choice between Karen and Faith. That I don't... I mean, okay. that, that was in the... Cold. I think, uh, I think <laughs> there will be a choice between Karen and Faith, and I think Hank will probably choose Faith, and Faith will not be there. Really? Um, that's, uh, that's Faith is gone. No, I mean... I don't, what
3: happens when Faith goes?
2: I mean, I think she'll, she'll, she'll move on as someone else's muse, as she always does.
3: I don't know. She's like head over heels right now, I think. Yeah, this is more than just uh, I'm using
2: I mean room. here's the thing right so we're going to end on the rock opera.
1: This is the you know this is the culmination of the season. Atticus and him have been building this and so uh ultimately I don't know what that is but ultimately whatever happens will be reflected in that rock opera.
2: And what that is I don't know. Fair enough. So we have silence. Yeah. That's that's about the cue for... Uh, All so right, well, we speaking of that,
3: so
1: thank you guys for listening. Um, that's as far as we got this week. Let us know what how far you got. I'm sure you guys got farther than us. Uh, but, Buck, go to iTunes, rate, and comment. And also, feel free to tweet at us. Uh, Roxy, what is your Twitter?
3: At Roxy Schreier.
1: Look
2: at that, nice and simple. Chrisley, it's even simpler than that. At Chrisley. Look at that. I'm going to go complicated. You can find me at Stephen Lemieux, or you can go to Facebook.com slash SR S. R. Lemieux photo, and check out my uh, photography there, and maybe book me if you're in LA. All
1: right, and of course, find us here at AfterBuzz TV. That's all your social media net sites: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Thanks and whatever. My ma-
2: technologies.
1: Yes,
3: Bing is for doing. And wow.
1: Dozer does it. Wow. If you don't know <laughs> Dozer. Dozer Check out Chris Lee's stuff.
3: Anyway, thank you
1: guys for listening. We'll be back next week, and uh, we will have a special guest, so tune in for that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be Patrick Fishley.
0: Oh, cool. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.